0: Galway Bay FM Sports News with Western Motors. Test drive the Volkswagen Golf, Polo, and all new Volkswagen Tiago today. Visit Volkswagen
1: Now, I have a couple of questions for John uh, Mulligan in relation to sport uh, today. John, what happened? Can I ask you in relation to Manchester United? Um, Liverpool haven't had a great uh, season. Manchester United were doing okay. Seven 0 John. Yeah, and is it uh, back to 1923 or something? This
0: 1931. overhand to Wanderers by the same scoreline. It was Man United's worst ever defeat in their history, and uh, yesterday equaled it. No, but Pur- it just kept coming, John you know you wouldn't have thought it at half time it was 1-0 and you know we are expecting a crack in second half and United coming back and maybe getting an equaliser and so on and so forth to concede six second half goals they played like they had never played before in their lives as a team it was just awful did something happen, happen in the dressing room at half time I, I don't know um, I think I don't know I think Mo Salah just went on a, <laughs> a blitz to be honest with you he also by the way a bit of a record for Liverpool as well as he's Liverpool's highest ever scorer in the Premier League on the back of Yesterday as well, but you know what? I mean, I, I was here and I was following the game, and I was going into Jerry who was getting ready for the full time whistle, and I was going five nil, six nil. You're not going to believe this, seven nil. And I thought my phone was, I thought my phone was um, was playing up. To be honest with you, this this can't be right. And uh, then I watched the goals, and they were dreadful, absolutely terrible. Put you uh, Ryan stuff. Oh, very Pudsey Ryan yeah totally if anybody remembers Pudsey Ryan then definitely you know. sorry Pudsey didn't mean it no, more, more, more Billy's boots than Pudsey Ryan if uh, we're kind of going down that era oh, I was just look it was dreadful it was absolutely dreadful for United but Liverpool aren't going to complain and it might be the kickstart they need because after what happened to them against Real Madrid in the Champions League they could do with a win like that to kind of boost their confidence so United have Real Batiste to come in the Europa League, Liverpool have that second leg against Real Madrid and they're trailing from the first leg, so it's a case of watch this space, and we must remember that there's still several cups to be played for United, are still in four competitions well they're not, they're in three now after winning the League Cup so we'll see what happens now from, from here on in but uh, Eric, Eric Ten Hag went through them for a shortcut, cut um, both privately I'd say in the dressing room and publicly in the media afterwards and uh, I would not want to be a Man United player this morning for training, because I have a feeling they went through hell you reckon? Absolutely. In fact, after a defeat, he brought them on a 10k run or something. I saw somewhere on social media last night that after a heavy defeat before, he brought them on a 10k run and took part himself. So, funny thing, the 10k run's probably 20k's this morning, but I know it was just... Uh, they were terrible. Absolutely dreadful. And, of course, the Anfield fans were loving it. When they were 6-0 up, they, they were roaring, we want 7. We want 7. And Firmino went and got the 7th uh, to send them all into absolute... I, I in fact, so bad... When I got home last night, there was a particular person I know, passionate Liverpool fan, to, to the core, absolutely, and I deliberately avoided him because I know what he was going to start saying. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been following United results and a United fan myself since 1979, which is a long time ago. This is the worst I've ever seen. Mm.
1: Yeah, we had one of them in our house too, but there you go. Um these things happen but they might just uh, bounce back community Galway footballers uh, beat Monaghan in Pierre Stadium there's a great crowd there and a great atmosphere in Saltil
0: yesterday yeah brilliant atmosphere it was a very important game for Galway they really had to come up with something special uh, you know things hadn't really gone their way they'd got the draw and as Port Joyce had said after Donegal they were lucky to get the one point from the draw um, against uh, Donegal up in Letterkenny so for them and they played very good football as well and lost Peter Cook before half time but they played very very well and you know know, Johnny Heaney got cracking goal. Mm. So, you know, it's a six-point win over over Monaghan. And then after all the other results that happened yesterday, because Kerry were beaten by Tyrone and Healy Park, Mayo bet Roscommon, and Roscommon will count themselves unlucky that they did lose the game. Now, they made a couple of mistakes and, and Mayo punished them for it. But they're now joint, you know, it's now going, and uh, yes, Mr. Morley, um, now go in, now go and You uh, heard that. I, I did, yeah, I heard that. Uh, now go in, now go and uh, You've actually go Mayo now joint top. Uh, which is, uh, well, top and Goyer second. That's the way the table is looking at the minute. Uh, But there's still a couple of big games to come. But uh, look, it's a great win for Goyer. And Shane Walsh, of course, uh, returned as well and uh, came on as a substitute. Uh, Maybe a little bit of match uh, sharpness needed. But as he said in the interview, he's determined now to, he's there for the long run, which was great news. And Damien Comer's coming back from injury. So it's starting to move along nicely.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Great atmosphere there um, as well. And great to see so many people that travelled and uh, a lot of Monaghan cars around Salt Hill as well. Yesterday. Oh, there
0: was, there was, but a lot of them made a weekend of it. And, you know, they would have come down to Goy on Saturday night. And it's great for the economy when you see this. And some people might have a little word to say, you know, where am I coming from? But it is actually, uh, I, I know um, when I went for breakfast yesterday morning, you know, there's a lot of people wearing Monaghan jerseys. And, you know, they would, they'd made a weekend of it. They'd come down on the Saturday, stayed Saturday night, go to the match Sunday, go home Sunday evening. And that's become more and more prevalent. We yeah. saw a lot of people from Goy do that in Donegal as well. And you'll see lots from Kerry doing it and lots of Goy fans will be doing it in Armagh It's becoming more and more it's not that the day of going up the first thing in the morning and come back in the evening. You know, some people still do it I'd probably do it myself that's just me but most people will kind of make a weekend of which is great it's
1: a long trek now from
0: here to Monaghan it's a and, nice spin uh, back up again So
1: it it's is a nice it. spin listen Prez and Rye have an All-Ireland final in Crow Park on
0: St. Patrick's Day they do indeed and a fantastic win over Thurless CBS uh, I think St. Rayfield's College Lockway are the only ones to have actually won it uh, won the All-Ireland uh, Senior Ray Hurland title and they will be going all out now they're going to be playing St. Kieran's Kilkenny who are a very very special team There's some top class players, but Prescot and Rye have some top class players of their own. And I, you know, I don't think they have any reason to fear uh, Saint Kieran's. It's going to be in Crow Park on Saint Patrick's Day game. We'll throw in at three pm. I mean, it's the traditional throw in time for the All Ireland Club Final back in the day, and there's something really special about it. And to be playing on Saint Patrick's Day in Crow Park in front of a in front of a good crowd, you know what? I think it'll lift these boys. They beat Thurles CBS by a point in the semi final on Saturday. It wasn't to be, unfortunately, for the other Galway schools that were involved Mercy College, Woodford, Clarence College, Athenry and Holy Rosary Mountbellia. They were all beaten in their semi-finals and they gave as good as they got. Nothing to be ashamed of from their performances, but it just wasn't to be for them. But for Prez Rye they've got a num- an All-Ireland final to look forward to. And I said it's going to be an amazing buzz mm. in Athenry between now and Patrick's Day. And I, can I also mention, speaking of St. Rafield's College, Loch congratulations to their camogie team. They're the All-Ireland Junior C champions. They had a massive win as well on Saturday afternoon.
1: Well done. I have two minutes um so you look at rugby there as well, before I go to Craig's end.
0: Yeah, I want to just, I want to just give Chubuk the right to mention because they won the Connacht Women's League yesterday afternoon in the sports ground. Uh, they beat Westport by 34 points to 14. Um, the two standout performances from Carly Tierney and Ava Niedonica were just phenomenal yesterday afternoon these two are going places as rugby players I can guarantee you that I said to you off air and I'm going to say it publicly if they're not superstars in the next five years I'll eat my hat with salt in it because they are I've seen them from underage up to into provincials and now you know They are getting better and better and better and they're amazing players. And well done to Chumuk, they as well because remember, that's a club that got together only in the last couple of years and they have worked really, really hard uh, developing underage and and now on towards their senior team. So well done indeed. Uh, Well done indeed to them. And uh, also, uh, Galwegians beat Boys Club in the Women's Junior Cup yesterday as well, 36-21. But you mentioned the Junior Cup semi-finals. Um, Craig's Ballonrobe turned out to be an absolute epic. 22-18 is how it finished. Ballonrobe could have won it which would have been one of the big shocks, to be honest, in the history of the competition, because Craig's were just only a week after winning the league. And Ballinroa really, really gave it to them in Craig's. And in fact, we're only trailing by a point until the very end when Craig's got a penalty to seal it. So Craig's are in the cup final. Uh, They're going to be playing Westport, who beat chum 16 points to 10. Uh, we had both games live here yesterday afternoon, and uh, both games are absolute thrillers. chum had chances just didn't happen for them. It's the way the game goes. Westport-Craigs will be an interesting final. Uh, Craigs haven't won. I, I asked a question of Jerry Dowden. He would know because he was part of that Craigs team. They won the double. They won the double-double in 87 and 88. And that was the ultimate Craigs team, in my opinion. Um, anybody from that era would remember and Anyone from that area would remember. They've never done it since. And they hadn't won the league since 96, so there's history starting Mm. to evolve there. Mm. But it'll be some final between themselves and Westport because Eddie Walsh will have Westport primed and ready to go. And speaking of another future superstar, he's probably not a future superstar, but he is a superstar, Sam Walsh, Eddie's son. Outstanding scrum half. So, Mm. you know, there's some really good players in both sides to look forward to. Shane Purcell kicking for Craig's. Just going to be some final. So
1: which hat are you donating and I'll bring the salt? Um,
0: I'll wear Craig's hat. Well, actually, where Craig's and Corinthians hat, How's that? <laughs> and, and, and then and then and and Ali said you can bring the thoughts. No, I'm absolutely certain about those two. They're just amazing players, and you know they're still young. So mm-hmm. you know right. we we I hope they do keep going because they are fantastic players. They really are good stuff. Now Rory McIlroy narrowly misses and uh, yeah winning form in Florida. Kurt Kitiyama, he was three hundred to one at the start of the Arnold Palmer Invitational on Thursday. And he went on to win it, even though he had a triple bogey on the ninth. Did you say 300 to 1? 300 to 1.
1: To win it. So if you put a tenner on him, you're...
0: If you put a tenner on him, the Milky Bars are on you, because there's, uh, you know, three grand plus in your pocket. A fantastic performance from him. Um, now, Roy McIlroy, who was, he can kind of do it nicely, but only finished a shot behind himself, and uh, Harris English were a shot behind Kitty Am at the end in Bay Hill. Uh, Porter Carrington finished up on two over Shane Lowry and uh, Seamus Power had mayors on Saturday and were really out of contention going into yesterday five over and twelve over respectively so look it's the way it goes but Kurt Kitayama, could he be a superstar in the making? We will find out but Roy McElroy, though, fair play, back, getting back into form and uh, as we are only, what, a month away from the Masters timing's moving nicely What would you say mayors? Did you say mayors? Yeah, or... mayor. To have a mayor yeah. means to have a terrible day if you've had a mayor, you've had a bad day, or a bad game, or whatever. A mayor. A mayor. you ever heard it? that saying before? No, no, I haven't.
1: No. He's had a mayor. No, because I'd say he had a horse then or something. Yeah, yeah
0: no, no, he had a mayor. An absolute mayor. But anyway, never mind. That's, they had. They were treble bogeying and doing all sorts of stuff, so it wasn't just good for them. But yeah...
1: Every day I learn something new from you. Doctor. I don't know where that
0: comes from, actually. I've had I've used that saying for years. But anyway, the, never mind. They were, they weren't the winners anyway, Kurt Kurtiama was and uh, three hundred to somebody one. I saw someone on social media saying, you know, uh, quid's in, so fair play to him if he did. I don't know where he got the name from. I'd never heard of him until Saturday afternoon. So mm. anyway, that's the, maybe that's the reason why they're making money and I'm not.
1: Anyway. All right, um, racing-wise.
0: Yeah, racing. Today, there is racing at Punchestown. Uh, the first one going to post, uh, or the Depperstown, I should actually say. First one's going to post at 20, uh, 20 to 2. And we are getting ever, ever closer to the Cheltenham Festival as I rub my hands with Lee because it's a great week of racing and uh, tonight by the way we have got a very special um, over the lines coming to you from Collies in Crowwell uh, where we'll be looking at racing of course racing is huge down that neck of the woods and uh, George is going to be there, Jerry's going to be there and uh, we'll be looking at that and uh, also a couple of special interviews to bring you so that's all happening tonight between 8 and 10.
1: Alright thank you the, John for joining us and John, John Mulligan there he's going to go eating his hat so we, we're going to put the Hat in the fridge now, so we'll, and I'll bring the salt with me. No salt in this house. I'll bring it with me in a couple of years' time.
2: Galway Talls. in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie.
1: Hey, very good morning to you. Welcome in to today's, I can't believe it's uh, 11.26 already, Dave McCarthy. of oh, McCarthy and Associates and Mulkey joins me on the line today. Dave, morning to you. Good morning, Keith. Thanks for joining us uh, today. We see reports there, and one of the one of the questions uh, which came in, but we see reports uh, today coming down the line that a significant amount of landlords are just chucking up uh, the uh, properties they have and selling them on. And somebody else was on to say, I said, listening to those comments, saying um, property being a risky investment. Can you explain why? <laughs>
3: Well, we've had this love affair with property always in this country, as you know, and um, people often think and have thought in the past and probably some people still think that it's a no risk investment, which of course is not the case. Um, A lot of things can go pear-shaped when you invest in property. First of all, anybody who bought prior to the financial downturn went through a horrendous period and probably maybe lost an awful lot of money. Um, And the second part of it is you have issues to do with tenants. Um, And if you have a problem with a tenant, anybody listening this morning who's ever had one will tell you how that can impact you financially and obviously we're talking about an over-regulation, in my opinion, of the rental sector along with high taxation. So all of those factors come into play um, when you're investing in property. And that's why a lot of landlords are leaving because of one or all of those issues. Um, But anybody thinking today of investing in property, you know, you need to go in with your eyes open and just don't be silly and think like the day you buy a property and put a tenant in there and and remember, tenants are, are, are rents are very high at the moment, that you're going to make your fortune. That's not the case. You need to be very careful in how you um, monitor your property and um, also to remember that this is a market where you're buying in at a very high level. I'm not saying the property prices are going down. I don't believe that for a second. But at the very least, I think they'll go sideways. So uh, you need to be sensible and Bring all those factors into play when you're making a decision, but don't think of it as a, a no-risk investment because it's bricks and mortar.
1: Maybe this this comment, hi Keith, there's hardly a child living in the city centre of Galway, and um, the whole situation is dead until <coughs> Wednesday. Uh, it's called what they call the donut effect. The majority of the population living in place like Woodkey College Road, even in the Cladder or singletons, students or the elderly. The inner city is dying. Why can't something be done to bring families back into the city centre areas? The reason families have moved out uh, to the county is that they can't afford to buy a rent within the city boundaries, and that comes from Newland. Fa- yeah,
3: it's a fantastic comment because I mean, uh, this is true about all the cities throughout Ireland. And remember one thing, apartment blocks have been built in city centres, not just in Galway, Dublin, Limerick, and Cork and, and Watford and elsewhere. And um, We have this problem in this country where we don't seem to make provision for the services that need to go to create a community and create um, an environment for people to have families. There has been a tendency that, and you can understand why, um, that generally single people without children or married people, couples without children, who are living in city centres. And if you do have children and people will continue with their normal lives and have families, then there's no provision in these buildings for um, playgrounds, for um, access to schools and all of that. And that comment, the listener is absolutely right. You do not want to see city centre communities develop into um, areas where there are no families. And you'll know yourself, Keith, from living in Galway all your life, uh, how important city centre communities are to to the lifeblood of any city.
1: But I I remember, um, Dave, when people were living over the shops in Shop Street and Abbey Gate Street and all that general area. And uh, there's a great population in, in young student child population uh, within Galway City, um, Dominic Street, the it, whole area?
3: Absolutely, and I mean, I know myself because I am from Limerick and I live very close to the city centre growing up and it was all full of families, that were all residential uh, properties, it's not now. But, um, you know, uh, it takes a bit of vision and look at other countries where they have managed to tackle that issue. Here, we just don't seem to have the wherewithal to think about the impact on communities Um, by not encouraging that type of uh, population in our city centre. And again, it's back to policy to do with maybe uh, city councils and politicians. Mm. You know, I mean, it's like everything else. They only seem to address some of the really crucial issues when the pressure comes on them. Um, But, you know, I I don't know what the answer is, but it's very sad to see uh, city centre communities uh, diminishing.
1: Absolutely. Somebody else has said to us uh, today, uh, we asked McCarthy, I have money on deposit in England since I lived there. I'm wondering should I bring it back to Ireland and reinvest it here? Now they don't say how long they're home from England, but what would you recommend?
3: Well, your your home is here and your financial financial life is probably here as well and your tax registered here so it doesn't make sense unless you have it invested in something in particular the UK that you particularly like but I'm assuming here that the money is on deposit you should bring it back and make it work here look if you're thinking about the issue of the exchange rate between the pound and the euro you're never going to get it right and you know Time moves on, and the money maybe is unproductive where it is, while you're waiting to to play the exchange rate game, which I never make recommend anybody to do. So I would say, yes, bring the money back um, if it's sitting in deposit. Bring it back and make it productive here.
1: I'm trying to buy a house. Uh, do you think there's going to be any likelihood of the prices cooling off?
3: Uh, we're back to that, that that thorny issue again and as i said just a few minutes ago i uh, really you know you ask any of the auctioneers or property experts or anybody in relation to who's an interest in property and if they've been sensible and clear with you the reality of it is i don't see any of that anything like that happening anytime soon i think what we should all probably hope for with property prices is that they probably go sideways and what i'm saying is not going to um, uh, certainly, hearten anybody who's trying to get on the property ladder. And I really do feel sorry for those people mm. uh, because it's virtually inaccessible for a lot of them now. But um, if you're waiting and watching and you have the ability to buy a house, but you're waiting to see prices fall, I think you're going to be very sadly disappointed. And as somebody said to me, gave me an example, a person they know who sold a property just pre-COVID in the expectation the property price would fall and then went into rent, didn't have to sell because they were trading up. And like the whole Property market has moved on, and like so, for them to get back into the having a home and purchasing another property, it is going to be a very costly exercise. So there's the opposite case mm-hmm. of somebody who sat on the sidelines.
1: Um, somebody then says, just in on the text line here, which is O A six thirty eight thirty three fifty five three. With thanks to Rationale Windows. Um, so if that's the case, Mister McCarthy, is there any likely to be a fall in rents?
3: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Sorry, no. I don't mean to sound... Brusting, uh, you're brushing all the bubbles today, uh, so you're... Well, you see, you've got a situation, obviously, where we've seen landlords leaving the market, we mentioned a few minutes ago, shrinking a number of properties, uh, higher demand, absolutely not. I do not see rents falling any, any, in any time frame that's um, uh, logical at this point in time, so uh, that's uh, that's not going to happen, no.
1: All right, fair enough. And um, finally, then we're back to these personal pension plans. Uh, I've had a personal pension plan for many years, but the only time somebody ever seems to talk about it is uh, when I'm trying to get them to increase my contributions. Um, I'm just fed up with this at this stage and can I get a definitive answer in relation to personal pension plans?
3: Yeah, I mean, when you take out a personal pension plan, whether it's through a bank, a life company, or a broker, part of the area that you're, 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 you're relying on them for is to provide you with advice into the future. What I mean by that is to review maybe how your plan is performing and look at um, maybe changing the fund it's invested in or that. Um, I understand where that person's coming from because... I suppose there's one area of the, indus- the, the industry that I am very critical of is that uh, this very often doesn't happen where people as vi- advisors just sit down when they're looking to increase uh, the, or um, try to Encourage the um, client to increase premiums, and then obviously there's a financial benefit in them in that for them. That's not really uh, uh, appropriate. You should be providing as an advisor advice on how the fund, how do your mon- the pension monies are invested, and um, accordingly advise them to maybe change into something else if it's not productive. Um, there are many people listening this morning who've personal pension plans. And th- that kind of advice has never been given to them. And they've just continued on their merry way with a fund for 20 or 30 years. And, you know, we all know the financial world is a very a fluid and changing place. And um, you need to move with it. And the type of products that are available for you to invest your personal pension plan in change <coughs> excuse me, over time. And you need to change with it. So mm. it's, not an impro- it's not appropriate that that person isn't given advice.
1: Right, listen, well done to you and thanks for joining us uh, today, Dave. If they want to get further details, they can go to McCarthy & Associates um, in Galway City in Mulkey there and uh, park responsibly and on in 1566022. Uh, Dave, thank you for joining us uh, today. The winner of today's competition in association and we'll be doing it all over again uh, tomorrow in association with the team in uh, Aran Island Furries celebrating 40 years in business this year. They started back in 1983. 1983. And um, Catherine Colnan, Headford Road, Kundalagaljevic, Hordrigas, and you're heading off, so you are to the Aran Islands. Well done to you, Catherine Colnan, Headford Road, Galway. And you're the first winner. We'll be doing it all over again tomorrow. We'll be asking you a very simple question. Oh, by the way, the answer. The answer today. Uh, was 87 metres 87 metres was today's answer. Quick commercial break, we're back just after these a very good morning to you, we're with you right through until 12 midday
2: away Talks, in association with Tesco, click and collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you a very good
1: morning to you. Welcome into today's program. Now, I, I want to go back and I want to go forward. But David Greeley joins me, and he's chair of the Goldway Business Watch. And uh, what they want to try and do is—I know—he'll tell us himself. Uh, David, good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning, Keith. Very well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. There was a lovely story on Wednesday week. I was off on a personal issue, but uh, Nuala joined us, and it was a lovely story of how you helped um, Nuala. But well, you want to continue helping the likes of Nula, but you want other people to come on board. I'll talk about Nula in a moment.
2: What's your thought process on this? The thought was, from the story with Nula, and from a few follow on stories after that, there was great goodwill that came from it and a lot of commentary that people had forgotten that there are people there who will help them and who will go out of their way. So w- so give me an example,
1: I'll just put you in front of the microphone there if you don't mind, yeah. just give me give me an example of what you're looking at. So. Every
2: day, there's a somebody does some nice,
1: a nice action in Galway City.
2: That's exactly it. And people seem, from what we've, the feedback we've gotten, people seem to have forgotten that there are these random acts of acts of kindness that take place. Yeah. So, and they're the type of things that you're looking for. That's exactly it.
1: Not just for publicity and or otherwise, um, but just to to kind of build that
2: goodwill that's within Galway. Exactly. We have plenty of good Samaritans out there, so what we're looking to do is, at the end of each month, get stories into yourself where people can say, well, this stranger went out of the way to help me, or this person I know went out of the way to help me, and it's just a feel-good story, Mm. and uh, several of the businesses in the city centre have come together and given us 50 euro vouchers as a prize for kind of the best story at the end, end of each month, Yeah. And to go from there just to feed into this goodwill.
1: Yeah. Um. To, let me go back to Nulas now. You, you, you won't be getting one of these vouchers now, but you were involved in, so you know what it's like to help somebody.
2: Yeah. We, we helped her on in that situation, but I've had dozens of times where I've been the one broken down on the side of the road and people have stopped to help me. Yeah. And it's so, that kind of ethos, or if somebody's bicycle,
1: they lose the lock of their bicycle or the, they can't open the lock on the bicycle. Something. It's, it's,
2: it's giving somebody a lift when they really need it. Yeah, and sometimes it's just little things. Like mm. you said, somebody somebody has needs needs help getting a bicycle lock open or somebody needs help changing the wheel of their car mm. or somebody needs help carrying the shopping to their car. Yeah. Simple stuff.
1: Simple stuff, yeah. If you see somebody with laden down with bags say, How far are you going? I'm going that way, can I help you? Exactly. Yeah, I did that recently there was a lady going to Heinz's Road Car Park and I was in Flood Street and I met her and she was she was she had done a month's shopping and i said "Come on i'm going to where are you going?" she said Heinz Road." I said "I'm going to give me one of those."
2: and she was forever grateful, and that's it. There are lo- so many stories like that, but that people don't hear, mm-hmm. so it's just like i said it's the, just that goodwill and and getting it out there that yes, everyone is still willing to help each other
1: mm, which is it's a lovely it's a real Irish thing though, isn't it it is we're good the
2: Irish are good at that oh we 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 tend to try and help help each other out where we can. Yeah,
1: and that's, that's what's nice about being Irish, because um, it's nice to do it. Because there have been other European places down through the years, and you could fall down on the, on the ground and they'll just walk over you.
2: You can have a bit of that here as well, but for the, for the most part, people, people will stop and they'll help and they'll do what they can. Mm.
1: We had a young lady in here, it's a few weeks ago, and she had epilepsy. Uh, and she spoke about getting an, an epilepsy attack in Galway City, but was looked after royally um, by a nurse who was on, on break from a dental um, dentist's office in town, and she got what needs to be done and not what people thought that needs to be done. They're the type of stories you're looking for.
2: That's exactly it. Yeah. So what do they do then? Do they send in their... They can e- email you in or text you, text you in their story. The person who has done the deed doesn't necessarily have to be named, because some people would prefer this to be anonymous, mm-hmm. but the story can be, can be put out there and whichever one we deem, deem the, the most likely, like, the, well, the winner, yeah. um, we can get sent out the voucher. And we have vouchers here from Tempo, we have Opus Two, Chivago, Two Wild Geese, the Air Square Shopping Centre, Monroe's and Cladden Celtic Jewellery. Yeah, They're the ones yeah. who've just come on board in two or three days. So you've got you've got a good list
1: of people there. So you have. Yep,
2: you really that's have. six months' surprises. What what is the role? Can I ask you, David Greeley? Um, Tempo is is your your address, but what is the role of Galway Business Watch? What we do is meet up with the various business organisations such as Latin Quarter, West End, Woodkey traders, the new Air Square Group, tra- the Galway Chamber, and the shop St- the shop street traders. It's a lot of it is to get information from the Garthi to feed to the businesses looking after your business, things like that. Uh, same from Galway City Council. We've been involved with a cycling campaign over the last couple of years with the Gardaí, with giving people lights for the bicycles where they had no lights. So uh, uh, be safe, be seen. Mm. Uh, but it's gener- it's also if a, if a business, well, one of the other things that we did was uh, the Gardaí made a video for securing your premises, which we helped with. Um, we 've had the guard, the the crime prevention sergeant come out and speak to business owners and to residents about how to look after their premises, look after their home and what to, what to watch out for so setting up things like that that can, that can benefit people it's all common sense, but if you don't
1: if, if, you, if you skip some part of it, it doesn 't become common sense, it then becomes a problem
2: that's exactly it so we're we're trying to get to it before it becomes an issue yeah
1: uh, i was in town on saturday i have to say for a couple of hours and uh, town is looking very well
2: it is and we saw it last week um it was particularly with rag week a couple of weeks ago yeah where at night the place was full of plastic and food and i have to say the the behavior on rag week at nights was fantastic there was yeah. i don't think there was much trouble around at no, all no no but by the time we got in and opened our shops in the morning, it was all pristine, clean and credit to Goa City Council's uh, clean-up crews.
1: But that's what we have, I mean, we've, they're heroes in their own way as well, those people that get up at half three in the morning, they're in work at half four in the morning, they're on the streets cleaning up other people's rubbish, like really and truly, if right was right, you don't shouldn't have to clean up somebody
2: else's yeah. rubbish. But we don't see them because they're out them, at yeah. five o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah. So maybe we'll throw them in for the goodwill as well. Happily. Some, some month, yeah, because they are, they're are a great bunch of people. Now, some of them got lucky with the lottery, and we wish them the very um, best of luck with that, but they're still working. And working hard. And working very hard, yeah. Um, okay, let's just come back to this then. So on the last Friday of the month, if, if somebody has done something good for you in uh, Galway City, just a short letter, just send it in to uh, Galway BFM, Sandy Road in Galway, We'll go through them. and uh, We'll give them to uh, David Greely, who's chair of the Galway Business Watch. Uh, again, we don't have to name the recipient of the prize in question. You're okay with that? Absolutely. Uh, so we don't have to name the recipient of the prize in question, but what you what you can get is uh, a 50 euro voucher for a local business in and around Galway City area. And uh, from there, um, you can enjoy it. There'll be no photographs on social media and or if you don't want it. Um, but um, those little differences... Uh, that make Goldway very special is what you're looking for.
2: That's exactly it.
1: How is business in and around town this type of... Is Mo- Monday, Tuesday... Somebody
2: said earlier on, it's Monday and
1: Tuesday are quiet and then Wednesday
2: onwards it's... It can be funny because sometimes your Monday can be busier than your Saturday. So there's no... really You could have the people browsing browsing on the Saturday and then coming back in on the Monday or they've been out for a few drinks and seen things in Windows and come back on the Monday morning or the Tuesday morning inquiring about them. But overall, I think business is good at the moment, mm. and long may that continue. <laughs> We've had it long enough the other way, so we have, haven't we? Really and truly. Yeah, well, having seven months closed over two years didn't help anyone.
1: No, it didn't. No, and we spoke about that this morning. Did you need to be closed?
2: Look, we, we, we got through it, and there's no way of knowing whether or not things would have been different if we hadn't closed. It's Nobody one, can say uh, for sure.
1: It's one way of looking at. It's one way of looking at it. So it, is, it really is. Listen. Thanks for popping into us uh, today. And again, if you want to get further details of this, pop into David Greeley or any of his colleagues in Goldway Business Watch. Um, you are, do you identify? Have you Goldway Business Watch stickers on doors? and that?
2: Yeah, there is a there is a guard Gar- uh, a watch sticker on on some windows, and we need to push and get a few more of them out.
1: Uh, and let's. But you wouldn't come across too many um, criminals or thieves in your business, would
2: you? Oh, we would. Would you? Yeah. Um, there was an, in, an instance a couple of months ago where a shop in Westport got robbed and a description went out to the jewelers on the country and they got arrested in Galway because they went into three jewelers in Galway.
1: Get away. Because the description went out?
2: Yeah. Really? Yeah, so they, they, they went into three premises and got picked up by the Garda and have been prosecuted for it. And we've, we've had this situation ourselves where we had a robbery go up on crime call and two days later, we got a phone call from Gardaí in Dublin, saying we have your goods.
1: Are you serious?
2: They they recognised the lady on the video, and thankfully, when they went to visit her, she was wearing it. No, and was that your shop? That was our shop.
1: Are you, and how did they get it?
2: These people are professional. They they train for the one the one time they need to get lucky. The one kill. Yeah.
1: Wow! And because you had a photograph of it, and they twigged her. And they knew, and uh, they she was wearing it.
2: She was wearing it. Thankfully, if she hadn't been, we'd never have seen it again. She was wearing it. Yep. That's what you call
1: cocky. But she didn't. I'd love to have been. I'd love to have been. Had a camera um, stuck around where she was at that stage when the fright. The fright she got out of it. Listen. Thanks for popping into us uh, today. Thank you for having me. It's an amazing. Uh, we should spend more time in Golders City Centre talking to the likes of yourself. Another. Uh, positive stories that we have uh, coming out of there listen uh, David thank you for joining us David Greeley chair of uh, Goldway Business Watch you have to get though you have to get those um uh, nominations there to us, please, if you don't mind. And we'll send them down, down to you. Thank David, you. thanks for joining us uh, today. There's quite a few comments in today. Uh, Keith, uh, this, uh, if I picked up the right mouse now, I'd be grand altogether here uh, as well uh, today. Keith, anyone who's thinking of buying a property for investment should try dealing with the PRTB. That's a challenge for everyone from there. And uh, Keith, this uh, caller, said, uh, Good morning to all involved. And uh, I want to go to Angus." 332 feet high. Uh, You'll have to enter again tomorrow on that one uh, from there. And uh, Keith, in relation to your sports uh, news and sports report, uh, sorry now, but those goals by Liverpool were just brilliant. You should report it right rather than sneering at them. We wouldn't dare sneer at them from there, would we? And uh, other calls coming in too. On the right-hand side, on the telephone lines here, uh, Keith, oops, let me do this and this and then they come up from there. Uh, Keith, uh, the scholar said, Should someone with epilepsy wear something to show that they have it in case they suffer an attack on the streets? Um, You can carry, you can get um, little pendants that you can put around you and uh, take it from there. Yeah, you can get pendants, all right. Can we remind you too, by the way, and I believe we'll have tickets to give away later uh, in the week, that the Castlebar Musical and Dramatic Society are presenting all sugar up Thursday to Saturday. That's the 9th to the 11th of March, uh, 2023, in the Royal Theatre. Uh, it's a rocking and uh, heartwarming musical inspired uh, by the uh, songs of Elvis Presley. Tickets from €12, Euro, that's for children upwards. But you can get further details by just going to www.castlebarmds.com That's uh, castlebarmds, that's musical uh, and dramatic society mds.com and being with the chance uh, to win. They have a matinee on Saturday the 11th at 2pm uh, and it's for everyone with sensory stimuli uh, and they've reduced parts of it from there and it's an inclusive environment uh, which can be enjoyed by all. So if you want to pop along and um, get tickets there just go to what I've just said to you there castlebarmds.com for further details
4: The old hometown looks the same As I step down touch the green, green grass of home. The old house is still standing, though the paint is cracked and dry. And there's that old oak tree.
1: I'm going to dedicate that to somebody who listens to us each and every morning in America. They're up Cock uh, Croce there on the east side of America just to listen to the programme and I know they're not feeling great this weather so I dedicate that to you. Tomorrow morning the programme Druids Five Star Production The Last Return by Sonia Kelly who's returning for the spring of 2023. The guy that he joined us tomorrow. We go motoring with Jerry Murphy as well and uh, also the female city councillor is um, they're getting together and uniting together and they're marking International Women's Day on Wednesday at the heart of the hotel. Also refugee protests sparked by fear of being unable to get a home in Galway says Supermax boss. That and more between 9 and 12 uh, tomorrow morning. John Morley produced Siobhan took your comments and we join you tomorrow morning live at 9 o'clock from Studio One. Have yourself a good and a very safe Monday.
2: In association with Tesco, find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at Tesco.ie.